This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 926. Darn it, you can't say some words on IELTS. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Are there words that are inappropriate or offensive that should be avoided on the IELTS exam? Oh my gosh, yes. Today we tell you four words to avoid as well as a few that you can use to sound more native and natural on IELTS speaking. Wondering about your fluency level? Take our simple English fluency quiz and find out if you're 50% fluent, 65% fluent, or 80% fluent. Plus, get ready for an exciting new course release coming up in early June. Learn from real English conversations so you can finally get competent. Take the quiz at allearsenglish.com slash fluency score. week going so far? I'm doing all right. What about you? Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> I didn't really good. answer because all I can talk about is negative things about homeschool online. So I kind of avoided the question. That's <laughs> like, what so about funny. you? How are you? I know, you know, that's something that maybe your mom said to you growing up. You know, we are going to talk about um, some appropriate and inappropriate things to to say on your IELTS exam. We have a great discussion coming up yes. today, guys. But it does connect to this because... As we grew up, like our moms would let us or not let us say certain things. And something my mom would say sometimes is like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And it's terrible because I have found myself saying that to James sometimes. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I sound like my mom. I literally do. (laughs) But it is like it is something that we have to, I think, especially right now, have these discussions with kids and really make these decisions like, how much is it okay to dive into feeling anxious or voicing our feelings, right? But mm. when does that become detrimental? Like it's this really careful balance right now for a lot of us, I think. That's a really good point because yeah, my kids will get really frustrated and they'll then they'll dwell on it. Yes. And it, right. you see them kind of spiral and then they're not using their time effectively because they just want to sulk or be upset and at some point, yeah, you need to let them feel that a little bit, but then okay, totally. we got to get back to work here. Yeah, you know, uh we got to make some tough calls as parents mm-hmm. and guys We know that as a student studying for IELTS, preparing to get a seven or higher, maybe that magic 8777 you need to immigrate to Canada, um, it's easy to spiral out into panic too sometimes. That's why it is so essential to have teachers like us that you can ask questions to. Um, We answer every single question that comes through our closed Facebook group for Three Keys IELTS, guys. Over 2,200 students have already come through there and been active in the group asking questions and not spiraling, right? So we're actually going to talk about a couple questions we saw in there recently, right? 
Yeah, exactly. They're two separate ones and they're both, they're kind of related and it's about what is appropriate to talk about on IELTS or some words that might be crass or might be inappropriate. And this is difficult for a non-native to know when it comes to like totally. curse words or adjusting curse words, which are appropriate, which might offend someone. And you definitely need to know this, what you can use on the IELTS exam. Well, you know, it also connects um, thematically with what we talked about yesterday, guys. If you didn't listen to that episode, go back. We talk about informal and formal phrases. Oh, wait. No, that's the business one. <laughs> yes, the bonus. Check that we out. Are, you are <laughs> going to hear us talk about this next week, guys. Um, how to be formal and informal, right? What do we say in speaking part one as a filler compared to speaking part three? So definitely, guys, keep your eyes out for that bonus that you're going to hear next week. But we talk about this in the web class coming up. Lindsay and I are doing a business web class, but all of the information in there is necessary for IELTS as well. How do we how do we know? How do we know when to switch tones and what does that sound like? So guys, grab your spot for this business web class, the very first one, um, September 18th and 22nd. Sign up now. Go to allearsenglish.com slash real. Um, so okay, what is this first question about appropriacy? Okay, so the question was, is it correct to describe something as sacred in speaking part two? For example, if this question was about sleeping, the student was saying they might say, sleeping is something sacred to me. This is a really great question because, yeah, you're like, okay, it's not actually sacred. I'm exaggerating. Well, what does that mean, sacred? Yeah, that's a good question, right? So <laughs> if if something is sacred to you, you hold it especially um, dear as usually related to your faith system, either your religion or your values or your belief, you hold something sacred when it's linked to your belief system. Yeah, so we use it as an adjective um, to describe something that is the most important, the most pure, the most important thing to not ruin, right? Um, or not um, dirty somehow, right? So sacred is often connected to like, this is the most important thing to me ever. But it is usually related to religion. Like in Catholicism, I think it's the sacrament, what is it? Sacrament, right? Or yes. in a lot of religions, the sacrament. So the root of that word, sacred and sacrament, it does have religious roots for sure. But just that adjective sacred, we don't use it always linked to religion today. It can just as like this hyperbole, right? This exaggeration of like, sleeping is the most important thing to me ever. It is sacred. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I recently did an IELTS video about this. Um, it was called The Perfect Hyperbole for IELTS Speaking and Writing, because you guys should definitely exaggerate on the IELTS exam. Natives do this all the time. So it's a very native, natural thing for you to do. To say something like this, sleeping is sacred to me, or I would say snacks are sacred for me. <laughs> <laughs> snacks are sacred. <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel like all food is sacred to me. Yes. This, um, <laughs> guys, definitely check out our YouTube channel. We have revamped it. We um, have a new plan sort of to bring you more videos on there. We have hundreds and hundreds of videos, guys. So if you are new to our YouTube channel, um, we've made it very easy to learn from us over there. We made some new playlists. So each playlist is short and consumable. Um, maximum 10 videos in each playlist, sort of a best of, right? For vocab, for speaking and writing. So guys, definitely check it out. IELTS Energy TV on YouTube. Um, okay. 
So here's another question. And it's funny. Okay, I guess everything today is like, is it appropriate to use religious words or offensively religious words, potentially on IELTS? I think that's what we're talking about, guys. And oh my gosh, I can't imagine any other IELTS podcast even remotely getting close to questions like this. But not us. We are unafraid. Um, So (laughs) just real fast, before we get to some vocabulary, guys, that could really help you sound natural, native, and still in a offensive on the speaking test. I want to just address a question I got from a student recently. We were doing a speaking mock test on Skype, um, a one-on-one class, and she was answering a question about a book. I, I asked if a book makes a good present, and she was like, I'm not sure if I should talk about being Catholic, but I do like to give religious books to close friends if I think that will help them. Um, And that there's there's nothing wrong with that, guys. The examiner does not care what religion you are or aren't, for that matter. You are not graded on that. In fact, you are graded on seeming authentic, right? On being able to answer honestly. So guys, if don't hide your religion, right? Especially if it is something that is literally sacred to you, that is like really important to you, that defines you. Don't hide it, right? Talk about it. Um, Because you know what happens if you do try and hide that stuff? You hesitate, you pause, you sound inauthentic and uninteresting. So guys, don't hide that. You're not graded on it. It's completely appropriate to talk about. Yeah, you could definitely say, I gave a Bible to a friend last week, or, oh, I've been reading the Quran, and talk about something in the Quran. You can definitely share that. I love how you said it makes you more authentic. It's going to make you also relax when you're able to totally. just be yourself and say the first thing that you that comes to mind without stopping yes, yourself. That's a very good point. And I guess, you know, for many people, their faith is comforting, right? So I think that could be a strategy for you. Um, and then on the other side, if you you're not religious, you you could say that too, okay? It doesn't matter. Just be honest. Be yourself. Be relaxed and confident. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, now let's get into some vocabulary phrases. Um, now, did a student ask you this about like yeah. is, if saying heck is appropriate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a student posted in Facebook and asked, okay. is it polite to say, I don't know what the heck is going on? So this is a really good question because heck is an adjusted curse word, right? And right. it's also a word that can have reference to religion. We probably can't say it or we'll get flagged for Apple Podcasts. So <laughs> exactly. We <laughs> hopefully do not you know what we're talking that. about. Exactly. (laughs) But also, this word is considered offensive by a lot of people and sort of crass, sort of a crass way of speaking, um, meaning that it's not polite. So yeah, that's a good question. Is it, is it polite? No, it's impolite. You know, that's very interesting. Um, 
I would come to the same conclusion. I would give the same advice, but I, but not for the same reasons, because I don't think it is. Uh, I mean, it is highly dependent on where you live, right? Where yes. I live, this is not offensive to like almost anybody. It's not, you know, not lots of people would be offended by this word in Portland. This is something I personally say all the time. Um, like, oh, what the heck? Like, it's just, I say it all the time, but I knew perhaps Aubrey, where you grew up, Maybe that's mm-hmm. different, right? People would yeah. find it offensive. Yeah. So, guys, that, that's not the point. The point is that if it is possible that someone would be offended by this exactly. word, don't say it on the exam. It's not going to increase your score, so don't take the risk. Um, another word to not say on the exam is to to say something sucks. And yes, you're going to hear native speakers say this all the time. Great slang that we do say constantly. But again, like some people would say, Say, think, feel it is inappropriate on your IELTS exam. So, guys, those are two words we're telling you to stay away from because with vocabulary, we don't want to take any risks on exam day, right? Exactly. And there there are two more, um, frickin' and freaking, and for the same thing. Like, you just don't know who might be offended by these words. Even though they're not officially a curse word or a swear word, as we say, they will offend some people, and you don't want to take that risk of the examiner thinking it's inappropriate or being offended. So these, just avoid saying them on the IELTS exam. I love it. Okay, so those are four phrases to avoid, to not use. You can use with friends before or after the exam. Great, go for it, but don't say them to the examiner. And it's probably tricky because you're going to hear us say them. You're going to hear natives say them all the time. And it's hard to know, you know, oh, I hear them all the time. So maybe okay for IELTS. So yeah, this is why this is why you listen to our podcast. We can tell you don't use these (laughs) on the test. Um, Yeah. So guys, you might wonder, like, how how do we know? Well, I I have taught IELTS, guys, for, gosh, 16 years by now. I was an IELTS examiner for 14 years in two different countries, three different cities. Um, So I'm saying I've known a lot of examiners. I've been through a lot of examiner trainings. And you know what? You can't guarantee how conservative or liberal the examiner is, right? And that's why I'm like... Guys, I'm just being honest with you. Better safe than sorry. Don't say those four words. Okay. But what is totally fine to say, something that I think is cute that I say all the time. um, Oh, shoot. So you can say this, guys. Anytime you're telling a story about being upset or you're quoting, um, quoting what someone says in a problematic situation or um, like telling a story of what happened to you that morning, you could be like, Okay, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit frazzled right now. My alarm went off late and and I was like, oh, shoot, I'm going to be late for the exam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the beginning of any question, you could say, shoot, that's a good question. That, right? Totally, we I use it, it all the time. And it's funny because this isn't changed that much from the similar word that is a curse, but we just don't associate the two. I don't know anyone, know. including my mom and my grandma, who would be offended by this word. You can definitely use it on oh ice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> is this is vanilla this one. right we yep. say vanilla is like so clean guys good slang there um but yeah this is something that i picture saying in like a midwestern accent because it seems so like inoffensive you know yes. like oh shoot like something from like minnesota wow second episode in a row i'm doing an accent so nice. okay. i like it get your fargo accent have you seen exactly. the tv show fargo if you guys haven't yes. seen it Love i mean the it. movie was amazing but then they did a tv show maybe 
be made for Netflix. And it's so good with that fun Midwestern accent. Yeah, check it out. Um, Fargo was actually on IFC, but you can oh. see it on Hulu. I'm sure students it can find Hulu, it in other right. places. But yeah. yeah, original movie, Coen Brothers. Seriously, <sighs> so one good. of my favorites of all time. So good. Um, okay, so some other ways you could be expressive. And you know what, guys? Th- these phrases are like great um, informal filler phrases. Things that natives would say at the beginning of an answer, right? So for right. example, the examiner asks you a tough question or an unfamiliar familiar question, you could say, oh my gosh, uh, I was really afraid you would ask me that. Um, dang it. I do not like museums. Okay. I'll just be honest. Like, um, that's not true, but that's just an example. So, oh my gosh, or dang, or dang it, or darn guys, I'm telling you to get a seven or higher for vocab, you have to sound interesting and no other students are saying these words. Right. And it's just so native and natural. You say so any of those, they're, they're going to be like, ooh, is this a native taking the exam just to see what they'll get? Like, it's true. <laughs> they're not going to hear them very often. And it's so native to throw these in to your, to your speech. Yes, definitely practice saying a couple of these phrases, guys, whatever feels comfortable to you, Um, because you have to sound comfortable saying it before exam day. So choose a couple, practice saying them. And I could tell you, like, if a Candidate said something like this on the exam um, when I was examining. I would just be delighted. Yeah, I yes. would. I would smile and maybe giggle to myself um, and just it would just relax, you know, the whole atmosphere. So a lot of reasons to use these on your speaking test, guys. Uh, and remember, for more knowledge about switching tones, how do natives sound when we are informal and formal? Um, check out our business web class, guys. You can attend September 18th or 22nd, but sign up now. Put it in your schedule, go to allearsenglish.com slash real, R-E-A-L. And remember, guys, if you're not a subscriber to IELTS Energy TV, go over and check it out. I have just gone through and reorganized some stuff for you so it is easier to use. So check out IELTS Energy TV on YouTube. Yes, there's so much good content there. I love um, creating those videos and it's so fun and then reading the comments. So you guys are missing a lot if you're not subscribed there. We post two episodes a week. There's so much good stuff. So definitely check it out. Yes. Awesome. All right, Aubrey. Well, I hope your week uh, gets better. Um, And gosh darn it, you're the best. (sighs) Right. Shoot, Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh, I examples. love recording with you. So fun. <laughs> so fun. All right, all right. I'll see you next week, Aubrey. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.